Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Who of you bought a Toby the Globy? Do you know Toby was got born in Namibia by Carol and Sadia? So if you have received the booklet, read on, I think, the second or the third page, and you will see that Toby was born in Namibia. So we just, that is really amazing thing to see. I want to share, before we start, just something that I experienced through worship. Those of you who are struggling with um, uh, a sin, right, the, 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 the enemy, the, the devil, whoever you want to call him, has two strategies so I want to give us two strategies and one thing that he's doing. Two things, he uses temptation and accusation. What he does with temptation, he makes you believe that you're stronger than you really, is. You really are. So you, 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 you almost, in your head, tell yourself, I'm able to attend this, or I'm able to do this, because I'm strong enough. It's a lie. Watch out for that side. And then accusation, he's accusing you almost feeling that the Lord's, the Spirit of the Lord is going to depart from you. You're, 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 um, you're breaking yourself down. That is accusation. He's using that against you. And then thirdly, watch out that we do not repent or feel sorry merely for the consequence of your sin, not for the sin itself. We many times we are sorry for what the sin causes the fight or the distance from God or I don't want to read, I don't want to pray, but we're not sorry for the sin itself and what it's doing to God. So if maybe that was you, um, just know that you know, the Lord's grace is sufficient for you and just stop, stop and just stop. Um, I know the fight is real, but the grace of the Lord is sufficient for us. So we're continuing with our series called Every Nation in Action. So if you are visiting, so let me start. We started with we are called to pray, we are called to give, and then the birth of the church was last Sunday, how the church started and the gospel started spreading. And today we are talking about us being commanded to preach the gospel. So if you are visiting us for the first time or you have been around, this is a good time to be with us because it's a great time to understand what is this movement about what is our values and what do we believe in if you've been around for the last year five years 10 years 20 years i don't know who's been here for 20 years 20 years 20 years part of this church if that is you 5 10 20 this series is a reminder of what we're about and re refreshing our minds to tell us this is what God has called us as a movement. And so what are we called for? Our mission is what? We exist to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, social responsible churches in every nation. Our campus ministries and, and churches in every nation. So that means the mission of all of us, our individual lives, is three things. is to be... Uh, it's to honor God, it's to live Christ-centered, it's to live spirit-empowered, and it's to live socially responsible, individually as well. 
Then we have a vision that this says, we see a transformed society that advances the kingdom of God through discipleship in the word and the presence and the power of God. So how will we achieve the vision? By doing the mission. By keeping the honor of God in the front end. By keeping um, us Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and socially responsible. So if you call yourself a son or a daughter in this house, those of you who are visiting and say, I want to be a son and a daughter in this house, this is what you're submitting under. Saying this is what we are called to do. And so it's great to listen to everybody and a lot of other preachers, but this is the family that you are part of. This is the rules of this house, if I can put it in that way. And so God has called us to do this. So my message is in three parts. One part, the commandment of preaching. The second part, the role of the Spirit. And the third part, the practical steps. Okay? So let's start there at Acts 10 verse 34 to 36. Who is the gospel for? Who is allowed to hear it? Who has the right to receive it? And so Peter opened his mouth. This is after Peter had a vision and, and the Lord told him to eat. And he says, Lord, I won't eat. Nothing um, unclean has ever entered my body. And the Lord said, but don't say anything is unclean that I have declared clean. And so Peter opened his mouth and said, truly I understand. He came to an understanding that the gospel is not for a specific group of people. It shows no partiality. Understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation... Anyone who fears Him and does what is right is acceptable to Him. And for the world, and for the word that He sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, He is Lord of all. I think I'm getting old. I don't get to see there. <laughs> Age is getting to me. Not right. Okay. So, so Peter opened his mouth and he said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, Anyone is allowed to hear the gospel. The gospel is for everyone and anyone. It is for all of us. I think if I'm correct, we're all Gentiles, right? We are not part of the chosen people. I don't know who of you came from Israel and experienced the, the great escape of, of, from Egypt. We're all Gentiles. So Peter, it's as if Peter came to us. And says, I understand this thing that this gospel is for all of us here. It's for us who are sitting here as well. And we are preaching this good news of peace through, the, through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. He is the master of all. As if you have read your one-to-one, -one, it says, if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. It's not just Lord, I want to preach when I'm with my friends, but Lord, when I'm in my workplace there, I'm fine. Like there, I don't know about this gospel of yours. And we, and we choose sides where we are most comfortable in preaching the word. But it says it shows no partiality. Everybody and anybody is supposed to hear the word of God. And secondly, Jesus commands us to preach. And he commanded us to preach to the people and testify that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. To him all prophets bear witness 
that everyone who believes in Him receives forgiveness of sins through His name. So let's take, if you're an employee or you're an employer, what will you do if your boss gives you an instruction to finish a, a project, but you take a week or two weeks to do it, or three weeks? And when they come to you, they ask you the boss asks you, why have you not completed? No, I was not ready yet to do it. I cannot start. What would you do as an employer and as an employee? An employee, you'll probably get fired. As an employer, you'll be frustrated. But, so, but here it says, and He commanded us, the God of heaven and earth, the, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, says, I have given you this commandment to preach. So what it means is Jesus' commandment is for every single day. When you wake up, the commandment, the great commission is new. Do this again. If you go to bed, you wake up, the commandment is new. So preaching the gospel of Jesus, the commandment is for every single day. It is an instruction. It's something that says, this is what you should be doing. And so we don't want to be disobedient to the heavenly father. And we do not want to negotiate ourselves out of preaching the gospel. But we want to receive this commandment that he has given us. And Jesus commanded us to be salt. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown in and trampled under people's feet. I've wondered if that second part is not talking about our salvation. You are the salt, but if salt loses its taste... So somehow it's implying saying we can lose taste. So don't lose your taste. Because you are the salt. What does the salt do? The next. What does the salt do? It disinfects. The gospel disinfects. It cleans our wounds. It restores us to the original purpose of uh, Genesis saying you're created in the image of God. So it restores us back. That's what the gospel does. That's what Jesus is saying. We should, we should disinfect the sick world. We should get them back to Genesis, the original purpose. And then it acts as a preservative. A pre a salt, is dry, it dries out fruits. It dries out food to do what? To protect it against bacteria. That's what we do as salt. We want to drive people out from the, from the world's issues and everything that's happening and protect them against what is coming. And then it acts as a seasoning. It acts as a seasoning. When you eat, I don't know the restaurants, Yasumi, um, the deli. I, 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 I was at the deli. I, I drank a very healthy thing there. Cucumber and lemon and ginger for the first time in my life. Um, but Delhi, <laughs> when I was in Lesotho, I had someone who helped me in the house. And when she came in, the lady came in, wonderful lady. She really helped me a lot. It was on a Wednesday, and that was my day of vegetables. Like That was the only day I ate, ate cooked food. The rest of the days, I just tried to go about living for the other six days. <laughs> So this thing, it acts as a seasoning. We act as a seasoning to people's lives. So when we eat a great meal, what do we normally do? 
take our phones and take a picture of it. And we, and we post it and say, you know, what a wonderful restaurant. What a wonderful food. And that's exactly the same thing. If you have tasted the gospel, you should promote it. You should promote it. It is impossible that you just keep it inside. But we need to promote the gospel. So the gospel does this. The gospel is in us. So we enable also in our people that they get disinfected. They get eternal life. And they can be also seasoning to other people's lives. I want to take a bit of a left here. And, and John 21 shares a story of fishes. John chapter 21. I have it here. Let me read it for you. After this, Jesus revealed himself. Just listen. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in, his, in this way. Simon Peter Thomas called the twin Nathaniel and Cana in Galilee. It's the sons of Zebedee. And two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to, said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but at night they caught nothing. Just as the day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet disciples did not know that it was Jesus. So pay attention to what's coming. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it. And now they were not able to hold it in because of the quantity of the fish. That disciple, whom Je- uh, that disciple whom Jesus loved, so that's John, therefore said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for, for he was stripped for the work, and, there, uh, and threw himself into the sea. And the other disciples came into the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got out of the land, they saw a charcoal of, in fire, charcoal fire in place, with fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish. So he spoke to Peter, bring some of the fish that you just caught. So Simon Peter went abroad and hauled the, the, the net ashore full of large fish. And on them, and although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. So let's take it from here. The disciple whom Jesus loved tells Peter, Peter, that's the Lord. What does Peter do? He puts on his outer garment in the water, swimming to Jesus. Comes to Jesus, Jesus asks him to do what? Bring me some fish. I am convinced about it. Once when we, one day when we stand before the Lord, He's going to ask you, where is the fish? Where is the fish? If you think it, Paul calls it his crowns. The Bible speaks, store up your treasures in heaven. What on earth has an eternal value but the soul of a person? So the crowns, the treasures is partially, I think the main thing will be the souls that we bring into the kingdom. That's what Jesus is going to want from us one day. He's not going to, I think he's going to say, good, well done, good and faithful steward, with your preaching. That's what he's going to tell me. Well done with your ministry. 
well done with your master's degree. They're well done with your PhD. But where's my fish? So we have to go about this as we do life. You can have a double portion. You can have your master's degree, but fish. I can preach, but fish. I can do ministry, but fish. I can be the... Pre- I cannot be the president. Someone else be the president. <laughs> so those of you who want to be presidents or ministers, be that. But the focus is to fish. I know where my leadership ends. <laughs> It's not up there. <laughs> so Jesus is going to require from us the fish. Where is Peter? Where's the fish? Bring it to me. That's what I want. That's what I'm looking for. That is what I have eternal value. It's the human soul. There's many rewards. We're going to have it up there. But Paul actually says that you are my crown. Imagine presenting before the Lord. Imagine presenting before the Lord and, and it's your turn. Justina, come. And Justina, hands are empty. How must that feel? Everybody's presenting. Lord, look at this. Alex will say, look, Lord, I have brought you Philip. Look at this guy. Lord, this is what I've done for you. Look at Tian, who's in Okanya. Lord, this is what I've done for you. And the Lord's going, well done. You're your treasures. And that's what the Lord is expecting from us and there's no conflict here there's no conflict between your work and fishing these things are not in opposition these things are actually working together for the greater good they are working together for the advancement of the kingdom they're not fighting each other it's just merely us keeping the focus the role of the holy spirit in witnessing So the verse before this verse, verse 7, verse 7, it says that the disciples said to Jesus, when will he restore the kingdom of Israel? That was the question to, to Jesus, right? What does Jesus answer them? Jesus said to them, but... You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you'll be my witnesses. So they asked Jesus this question and he doesn't even answer to them. And what I thought when I interpreted it for myself, I thought sometimes we have the wrong focus and ask the wrong questions. And Jesus says, I've given you power to be a witness. That's your focus. Because they ask him, Lord, when will you restore it? Well, will the new heaven and the earth come now? Will everything be perfect? And you can even read it in, in one of the Gospels. They asked him the same question. He also didn't answer their question. He told him, do not worry about these things, but watch out that you do not fall into temptation. Didn't ask, answer them about the restoration of the kingdom, of Israel and the kingdom and everything, the new earth and the new heaven. But he said to them, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And so as we go through life, we should keep the right focus ask the right questions so but you will receive power what will you receive power you will receive power but that but refers to what whatever was said before is opposite to what is coming but this is what you wanted but here's what i want 
you to focus on. You're going to receive power. Do you remember Pastor Chris's message? Those of you who weren't here, he said lambano. That word receive is lambano. It is to take hold of this power, to get this power. What is this power? Dunamis refers to dynamite. The power that you will receive is like dynamite. So what is it in our, in our own language? You will receive the ability to preach the gospel whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. Right? You will, you will receive the power to preach the gospel whether you're in the corporate or in ministry. You will be able to preach. You will be able to preach the, uh, the, the gospel whether this person is, is your elderly person or it's from another culture, another age, and whatever may, the, the differences may be, you will have the ability to preach. That's what the power is saying. So it says you must take hold of this power. Receive this power. Take this power and explode. So you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Those of you who don't know, when I was in school, I couldn't do an oral. So I have the same message as Chris. I'm a very extreme introvert. Very extreme introvert. <laughs> but, uh, but when the... <laughs> When the, when the Holy Spirit came upon me, I, I couldn't. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing different about me. I, I, I promise you, I'm, I'm foolish. I have, I have no educational background. I have nothing. I, I, don't, have a, I don't know what a university looks like. I, 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 I planted a church on a university, but that's my first experience. <laughs> I don't know what they do. I don't know how a, a semester works. I always ask Jojo, I don't know what it means. What is semester one, semester two? I don't know when they have these certain phrases that they use. And, and I try to engage in these conversations, but it doesn't always work because I don't know what they're talking about. But, but, but that's not the point. So it's not, I say, get the education, but you will receive a power. And, and, and I couldn't even speak. I couldn't even speak English. I, uh, my, my family is English. So I could speak partially English. But I couldn't speak. I still have some tenses mistakes. I still have some sin constructions that are not in order. But I, but I have received this power. And we cannot but speak of uh, we cannot but we cannot but speak of what the power is done in in our lives. And so we we will receive this power. That's that's the word that I want you to see there on the previous slide. It says you will. I promise you this. This is what's coming. You cannot resist this. If you want to call yourself a disciple, let, what is disciple? A follower of Jesus. If you want to call yourself a follower, this is what's coming. You will receive it. You cannot escape it, but you will receive the power. When will you receive it? When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So when do we get this power? When the Holy Spirit comes upon us. So let me try to explain to us what is the function? What does the Holy Spirit do when we witness? He empowers us. The Holy Spirit convicts us. The Holy Spirit teaches us. The Holy Spirit reminds us. The Holy Spirit counsels to us. The Holy Spirit speaks through us. So what's the bottom line of that? 
You are merely a vessel. That's why I don't need an educational level to preach the gospel. It's good to have, but I also want to study, by the way. But I don't need that to speak this gospel, this, 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 this thing that Jesus came and He walked on earth and He died and He's offering those salvation who repent and believe. And I do have, I didn't need no educational level for that. Because the Holy Spirit is that helper. He assists me. So I'm, I'm merely the vessel. That's why when you preach the gospel, if you have a desire to preach the gospel, I hope you do because it's a spiritual thing. So you should ask yourself if you have no desire to preach this thing, what's happening? Because you need to preach this thing. You don't have to have the perfect gospel. You don't have to know all the theological words to explain it. I've heard of stories of people just saying words and, and the Spirit moves. They don't know the whole story. They don't know how to put this whole thing together. Oh, what is the salvation prayer? No, just pray. Just, just try. Yes, we want to equip you. Yes, we want to get you better. But just start. Get it going. Start speaking. Open your mouth and see what the Lord will do. I almost said, see what the Lord has done. <laughs> see what the Lord will do through you. He will do it. He says, you will receive my power. For what reason? Acts 1 verse 5 tells us what's coming. But you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. You will, you, this promise, this gift. Acts 1 tells us the reason. This is the reason. And you will be my witnesses. Why do you receive the power of God? To be a witness. You will. I promise you this. If you have received the power, this is what's going to happen. You will. Be my witness. What does Matthew 4.19 says? Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Hear it again. Follow me and I will. I promise you this. If you follow me, I will make you fishers of men. So reverse that thing. If you're not fishing, are you following? Because this is what Jesus, either Jesus is lying. Because he said, follow me and I will make you this. Uh, a fisher of men. Reverse this one. If you're not witnessing, have we received the power? Or let's maybe not say have you received it, but have you taken hold of it? It's probably there. It's, it's available. But have we stepped and said, Lord, I want this. I want this. I, I want this. I remember the first time that I reached out. Was it the first? Probably the first time. I don't even know what I spoke about. I think I asked the guy, which church is he? It was my first. Hey, what church do you go to? Oh, wow, that's amazing, you know. <laughs> I, and I tried to get a burger with him, and the next day he never showed up. But I continued because, and I, I didn't share the gospel because I didn't know. I knew the gospel happened in my life, but I didn't know how to put the gospel into words. So I just started conversations with people. And so you will be my witness. What is the witness? Jacques said it. It's a martyr. It's, a, it, it's like a messenger. You will be martyred, but you're, you're a witness. You attest to this. You, you proclaim this and you, you reason saying why this thing is true. This is what you will be when you have received the power of the Holy Spirit. So... I came, out of, I came out of high school 
Like, I had no dreams. Guys, if you could understand my life before the Lord, I had no dreams. In my whole school career, I didn't read one book, the reading books. I didn't read them. We had a bit of corruption in our school. <laughs> so, you know where we are from? It's, it's, it's major farming. So where we are from, it's major farming. So I had friends who were farmers, and they had sheep, and the teacher loves sheep. So that and that, and the lambs. So we, we had our ways. And, and so at days, we, we've, at days we, we could get the, we got the, 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 the whole memo of the exam coming up. We had the answers under the, 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 under the dustbin in the bathroom. Everything was set out for us to pass. Um, and it was... So, so I, I went through school not, not knowing how to read. I've never completed a book. And, I, and when the Lord saved me, it was just, it, it changed. I wanted to read. I, and I, and, I, and I, had a, I had a work before I was in ministry, right? Work, ministry is also work. For those of you who think we don't work, we work. <laughs> we work. We work a lot. <laughs> and so, I, 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 before I was... In ministry, I worked. I had a seven to five. It was, yeah, seven to five. Sometimes six to five, sometimes six to six. It was our hours. But man, I made time to read this thing through once, twice, three times. I just read it. It's not that I didn't have the time. I made the time to say, Lord, you need to help me. I need to know more. I, I want to be a witness. And, and I realized I might only ask people what churches they go to. So I want to know a bit more about how to preach the gospel. And so there's, there's nothing like not having time. It is all coming just at a cost. That's the whole point of it. It's not, it's, there is time. And, and I, I, I worked long hours. I promise you I worked long hours. And I just read. I read and I read. Whenever I got the chance, if it was in the morning, if it was through a lunch, I still try to read through lunches because it's as if I'm just pausing and, and experiencing the presence again. Lord, Okay, Lord, just show me where we're at this day. What's, what's coming ahead? And, and that's still good. So we should preach the gospel. I went a bit off there. So you were, and you will be my witnesses. You will be a witness if you have received the power. Here is some five practical steps. Be intentional. Whether you're working wherever, be intentional. None of you cannot take someone for a lunch. Impossible. It's possible. You can identify someone working with you or a family member and take them for a lunch. It is possible. Use salt. What is salt? Start the conversations. Ask the questions. Listen intently and tell the story. Invite, invite, invite. Guys, we're launching a third service not to accom accommodate more christians but to reach the unchurched there are guys working until two not managing church in the mornings we want to we want to open for them and say guys come in we want to reach the unchurched so invite 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 into the 8:30 invite into the 10:30 invite into your homes and then share the gospel join an outreach then the next one is get a passport. Get your Bible and join a mission. 
So next year we are, we are working, we are opening communications with missions. I've already sent the missions department uh, that we have in our Every Nation movement to say, guys, we are looking for missions. Where can we go? Where is existing church planters that we can go and assist in helping them starting this thing up? It's only 10 days. We're not asking you to stay. It's 10-day missions. It's weekend missions. It's family. We're going to do a family mission where your whole family, you, your, your wife, your kids, everybody can come. We will accommodate missions are just set up in different ways. The best holiday you can take your family on. promise you. So join a mission. Then the last slide there says, I cannot where I go or how I live or what I endure so that I may save souls. When I sleep, I dream of them. When I awake, they are the first in my thoughts. And I'm honest, that's not always a reality for me. But I want it to be. I want to care about the souls. I want to store up my treasures in heaven and say, Lord, yeah, yes, my gift. Lord, I, I, did, I actually tried to get the guy that I reached out here, but... He gave me an excuse, but I'll, I'll try again. He's going to come. And, and so may this be our call. Let's rise and pray. Lord of, of heaven and earth, God, your, your word just gone out and you said it will not return void. Father, it's not by my power and by my might, Lord, that our hearts will be changed this morning, God. But it's by your conviction. And Lord, I pray for those who are maybe standing here this morning, Lord, and say, I don't know if I've ever received the Lord at first. And I don't know if I've received this power. And so, if you are here this morning and you've never received Jesus, you've never had a, an experience with you, you cannot recount the day that He changed your life. I think I'm off. Um, may you just come to the front so we can pray with you. May you just come to the front and so we can pray with you because the Lord wants to encounter you. Wants to, he wants to take hold of your life. He wants to clothe you with all of Him. And then maybe if you have never experienced the power of the spirit you say i'm shy i'm timid i don't know how to get this gospel out of me let's pray for you for the baptism in the holy spirit so that you can receive this power that it will come upon you and and you will just witness and you'll be able to experience the gifts of the holy spirit so we also want to pray if that's someone here you can also just come to the front or afterwards i will be here and and the connect leaders and some of our pastoral ministry and we will just pray with you if you have any other prayer requests also join us so let me just close if there's no one lord god may we not be the same tomorrow father i i know this thing doesn't happen overnight but lord may we take the first step tomorrow God, we're not just going to be magnificent preachers, God, messengers of your word overnight. But Lord, I know you can do a magnificent work in us to take that first step, Lord. Father, help us to take that first step in our families and in our workplaces and even in our own lives. May we never stop preaching the gospel to ourselves. 
God, may you bless us. God, may we continue obeying you, Lord. May you stay the Lord of our lives, the master, the one who makes the decisions on a daily basis. God, and may we fight. There's many causes out there, but may we fight the right cause, and that's the advancement of your kingdom. Souls going into heaven, Lord, and we will solve many other problems then. Jesus, thank you that you're so beautiful. Thank you that your mercy is so great. God, thank you that you have ransomed us from the ignorance of our forefathers. You have bought us clean, Lord. The past is the past. The future is bright. And Lord, we thank you for everything that you do for us. God, may we walk in maturity. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.